Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. We're in a series of short episodes to highlight mindset shifts that need to happen in our hearts and lives as we pursue movement. For an intro of the mindsets and Cindy who's sharing them, check out the first episode in this series. Let's jump in. I'll just give a challenge for for anybody listening. You can find the whole list of them um, through the uh, show notes and link to Cindy's blog and a lot of her work there. But just maybe there's a, a time you can set aside and just work through each of these and ask yourself, are you in line with with scripture um, and the Lord on these, or are you um, falling back, whether into culture or comfort or any number of things? So as we jump into this uh, mindset shift today, I just kind of wanted to to lay that challenge out for anybody that's listening. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, it's so important that we take a pause, let God speak. But let me just intro the the next mindset shift is discipling disciple makers. I would love to hear, uh, hear you explain this, Cindy. This is such a critical one, is our mindset and the way we think about the people that we're discipling. It says in Ephesians 4, verse 11, and I just wanted to read that. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. What is our job as if we have the gift of pastoring or we have, you know, we're a pastor or we're a leader of the gift of leadership or we have a gift of evangelism. What is our job? Our job is to multiply ourselves and to disciple others, to do what we've been doing and train others. And yet so often that's not what we see, right, Peter? Uh, A pastor thinks my job is to pastor. They don't think my job is to raise up and equip pastors. But I have this gift. My job is to equip others. And that shift of perspective to seeing that, okay, my job is to train and equip and empower others to do what I've been doing. And um, our job is to disciple disciple makers. You know, the old mindset is that full-time professionals are the primary church planners and the primary missionaries are ministers. But instead to realize that every single person that we are preaching to, teaching to, talking to, whatever we're doing, that they are somebody who can do what we are doing. And we may need to simplify things. We may need to change how we do it so they can do it too. But our job is to equip others and to disciple, disciple makers. You know, so often you might lead somebody to the Lord. Typically in our mindset, we think we really hope they'll stick, first of all. (laughs) I just hope this person stays a disciple, that this commitment they made to Jesus is real and they're going to stick. And then we think, you know, I just hope they'll really love Jesus. And um, that's kind of our, you know, the extent of our goals for them, instead of from the very beginning thinking this person may be someone who will lead their family to the Lord, those family members are going to lead others to the Lord, that I am discipling a disciple maker from the beginning and maybe even pre-conversion when you first meet that person of peace and you say, wow, this person could be someone who God would use to be an apostle to their people. Maybe it's a potential apostle Paul who God's given me a relationship with. And it's quite a major mindset shift, Mm -hmm. actually. I know I've seen specifically when we think about evangelism or evangelists, like in that passage that you read, we 
we often celebrate the person that has maybe the the YouTube channel with the cool apologetics argument. And actually a true evangelist, according to Ephesians 4, is not that. It's the person that's equipping others. So that just came to mind. And, and probably with every gift, you could probably tell a similar story. But I know I've experienced that one or seen that one. Yeah, we celebrate kind of the gift um, when really the what this passage says, the person who's effective is the person who's not only using their gift, but they're actively passing it on to others and equipping and training others. So um, there was a, a young man that we led to the Lord in West Bengal. His name's Subroto. And um, we led him to the Lord. And immediately we began to train him to not just be a disciple, but to be a disciple maker. So everything that we taught him, we taught him a Bible story. We said, who are you going to teach this to today? And who are you going to teach this to this week? And asking him, how did that go? And he started doing that. And immediately from the very beginning of his walk with Jesus, he was a disciple maker. And then he began to train another group of students that he was giving tuition to. And and as he trained them, he gave that same challenge. He he was able to have that perspective. I'm not just making disciples. I'm making disciple makers. Um, or as Yin Kai says, another way to say it is I'm not just training people. I'm training trainers. Um, and having that perspective that this is a potential trainer of someone else. This is a potential uh, disciple maker like Sabroto did led to multiplication, you know, and um, we saw so much more happen than ever could have happened if I just discipled. Sabroto, because he was a disciple maker from the very beginning. Yeah, what would be like a practical to to make that shift from? Because we should, of course, disciple, right? You 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 are called to disciple Sabroto in that uh, story. But what's how do we practically make that shift to like releasing him from the get go to go do the next to see the next generation reached? I think a lot of it starts with our mentality and the shift from believe mature serve to believe serve mature you know as the process and that we say you know they're going to start from the very very beginning to pass on and i'm going to trust them to pass on even if they don't do it perfectly even if they don't know all the answers i'm going to trust the holy spirit in this new believer that they're going to pass on to others what they um they've been given and whatever i've shared to them and i think the the handle there would be from the very time when you say lead someone to the Lord or you invite them to a discovery Bible study, starting that process um, and saying, you know, you can do this. Who can you share this with? Who else needs to hear this story? And um, really believing that they're going to do that and following up on that rather than um, being hesitant. I think if we can get that first step right, the others kind of follow. Being willing to release and trust the Holy Spirit is a real big key in it. The tendency maybe of a full-time professional probably is, has a, maybe a lifetime of like, this is what a full-time, somebody in full-time ministry does. They do these things. And to make the shift to actually the full-time ministry is to release and, and send out others is probably quite a, maybe quite a shift depending on people's background, right? Yeah, it, it really can be a big shift. And um and even a shift in priorities. And, you know, I'd encourage you if you are a full-time worker or a full-time pastor who's listening to this to, to take stock, like just do a little audit, a time audit of how much of your time do you spend doing ministry and how much of your time do you spend equipping others to do ministry? 
And, you know, I would guess that for most people, <laughs> you know, it's maybe going to be 5% that we train others. And most of what we're doing is the ministry ourselves. And mm-hmm. just, to, just to say, okay, how can I change that ratio even a little bit this coming yep. year? I'll ask bonus. I subscribed to your blog recently and really been challenged by it. I think it was your most recent post. So plug for that and we'll link to it for anybody to read it. But the idea of what can you multiply in the coming year. So if you're mm-hmm. currently only, maybe I'll say it and then you can say if I read it right, but if you're currently only in that scenario, like you said, maybe really discipling three people, what would it look like for um, you to release those three people to disciple three more? Just see in, in any marker, really, how can you multiply it? And um, one, one more that kind of goes with that is even in your prayer life to mm. start praying not only for the people you're discipling, but praying for the, your disciples' disciples. They may not have any yet, but in your prayers, you are in faith, believing God's going to give them disciples. Who are who's Sabroto's disciples that I can be praying for, even before he has them, so to speak? Yep. Incorporating that in our prayer life so that multiplication becomes so much a part of our DNA that it just kind of flows naturally. If you want to hear all 12 of Cindy's Mindset Shifts, Be sure to subscribe to the On The Road podcast. You can do that through whatever podcast app you're listening to, or head to ontheroad.link to get new episodes delivered to your email inbox. You can also check the show notes at that same URL for links to Cindy's blog and training courses. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On The Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.